0: hello everybody you're listening to the attempt adventure podcast a podcast about finding adventure every day and making your life a little more interesting from dallas texas i'm james barrett joined as always by my co-host michael derogers in bangkok thailand james how's it going today it is going that's about it great it's going (laughs) Well that's all we can hope for isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a week for you, for me, for everybody. It's been a week. Right. Been a little crazy.
1: All right. Well James, did you do
0: anything new or adventurous this week? Sort of. I I signed a lease on my new apartment. That's oh, sort nice. of adventurous. Yeah. It's in an adventurous place, so that's cool. Yeah. That's sort of what this week's been filled up with is finding a place and paperwork and uh, But no, so I signed the lease and did a lot of virtual exploring. We're leaving tomorrow to go up there to see it in person and everything. Very cool. And so we're going to get to really explore everything and find some new stuff. So I'll have more adventurous stuff next week. This week is more logistically new. You know, living in Boulder is going to really
1: open the doors for a lot of true adventures for you. Yes, I'm very excited. Starting in August, you're going to have no excuse not to do anything exciting. <laughs> Every week, you're going to be out at national parks. You're going to be able to go camping and hiking and flying your
0: drone and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. You're going to have to actually do stuff. It's so easy to make excuses to not do things. Even when you like, want to do things, it's like, yeah. a, well. Well, now you get to be like Robert Massey. You can just like, walk out your back
1: door and go on an I adventure. Um, I did something kind of weird this week because I'm stuck hmm. at home still kind of and so i turned this week to virtual experiences i don't know how i feel about this one but i did a cacao ceremony are you familiar with these i am not it's supposedly like a ancient guatemalan thing right it's like a tea ceremony but it's a form of meditation using raw ceremonial grade cacao which i had to order and you know you mix it with hot water and it's kind of a guided thing you sip it slowly and you reflect on stuff and the lady running it was guatemalan but everyone else that was attending was a white girl <laughs> in her 20s <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there's and me then you. <laughs> yeah that sounds right it was fun to try it the cacao itself was good i get the i get the value in it You know, I I do. I do see the value in it. just like having a tea ceremony. But I feel like it's been co-opted by the attendees into something else, right? Into some kind of new age type thing, which it really isn't supposed to be. You know, apparently they're very popular in Bali, which doesn't really make sense unless you just think about it as co-opting it into a new age thing. Yeah. I would have been happier if it had been more traditional, like more of a traditional Guatemalan thing. I did something new anyway. And it yeah. was new and it was cultural and I tried it.
0: You did a thing. So what are your thoughts on things like this? Oh, man. It's, when it comes to those kind of things, to ceremonies and things like that, I'm very much traditionalist. Mm-hmm. I share your opinion on it. It's like, I'm not sure how to feel about it. It would be different if it was all Guatemalans, but that wouldn't make any sense because they would just not do it on a live view. On a Zoom call. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, is maybe if I
1: was in Guatemala, I would do it more authentically instead mm-hmm. of just with like a bunch of girls with like uh dream catcher tattoos on their <laughs> wrists <laughs> and i i do see the value in it as kind mm-hmm. of a new agey practice because i'm still fine i'm open-minded about this kind of stuff like meditation great it's great it has tons of benefits and this had tons of benefits i can see the benefit in sitting there and sipping this like really bitter drink and kind of reflecting on it you're not just drinking it fast like you would with like a hot chocolate, you have to really sip it slow because it's bitter, and and like reflect on the sensation on your tongue and reflect on your feelings and stuff. Like there's value in it, but it has been. I, I don't even know if it's been sanitized because I don't know if it has. I just think that it's just the type of people who are really into it
0: made it a less authentic is experience. It, is it might be more the type of people that want to do it on a Zoom call with a bunch of other people. Whereas, because for me, me personally, meditation is a very individual thing. I've I've tried some like meditation classes and things like that, and it, it doesn't work as well for me. Whereas for other people, they, that group setting really works. Not bashing anyone who prefers one or the other. No. But for me, it would be better if it was like a one-on-one or I like did my research and and then did it myself. Because then it can be as authentic or non-authentic as you would like. Right. Well, there are some like recordings on YouTube.
1: And I thought maybe, because I have the cacao.
0: (laughs) You should try it. You should try and find a traditional one and follow along with it. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. It just wasn't what I thought it would be. But You were looking for like an authentic cultural experience and you didn't get it. I understand. No. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the way that it was done. No, there isn't. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be what I was looking for either. Yeah, that that's an interesting take on the virtual experience thing cuz there's a lot of value in it. Yeah, and for sure. There's plenty of things where you could probably experience things that you would never be able to otherwise. And I think for this one if I had been approaching
1: it as a meditation instead of a cultural experience, I probably would mm-hmm. have had a completely different experience. But culture's not the only kind of adventure. I mean, anything this whole segment
0: is about trying something new. And I Mm -hmm. certainly did
1: that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, before we get into our main segment here today, just want to remind everybody about our monthly challenge. You are to go out and find your favorite local spot, whatever that may be. Take a picture, take a video, write a short story. I don't know. And send it to us. And the top three will receive a little prize. Yeah, you guys are going to get some exclusive merchandise, just like Mm -hmm. our
1: winners from last month did. I've received some of these stickers. They came in the mail this week, and I'm super excited about them. I'm going to put them all over my stuff. Just everywhere. People are going to be like, what's that? And you're like, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm going to put it on my iPad. I'm going to put it on my laptop. I don't know, put it on my forehead. Yeah, get a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) A face tattoo of our logo. Oh, man. That we don't even have exclusive rights to. (laughs) We have a license. We have the rights. We just don't have exclusive rights. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Put a pin in that one. So, so do participate. You can you can send it to us if it's an image, send it to us hashtag attempt adventure on Instagram. Um, if you email it to us, you might want to include
0: monthly challenge in the subject line. Awesome. Well, today is an interesting one. It's it's going to be a little bit different because it's more of us our individual lists. It's not going to be so much a conversation. It's going to be more what excites us. This is our. Bucket list adventures. These are the things that we would do if money, time, age, physical fitness were no, no, whatever. I can't think of the word. That's embarrassing. No object. There we go. We'll just, so we can just start and go through them and see what we get into. Yeah. So I guess just to preface this a little bit, we had no
1: criteria for this. These are just our bucket list adventures, right? What we wish we could do or what we hope we can do. In our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know what James's are. He doesn't really know what mine is. Unless he's looking at the dock. Which he might be. That doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> um, James do you want to start
0: with your first one? Sure. So my very first one. Is. It would be. A dream of mine. To visit. Not only every continent. But every country. That would mm. be. Awesome. Will it ever happen? Probably not. And that's okay. That's one of those things where the continent. I want to do that. But the as for every country, logistically, that's almost impossible. It's just... I mean, people have done it. It just takes
1: a lot of time and effort and money. As for the continents, that's that's one of my dreams as well. And I think that's attainable. You know, that's something I really want to focus on. Uh, but Antarctica, that's going to be the big one. That's going to be a little bit expensive. Can't you go down to, like, Argentina? You can. You can take a flight and, and stay, like a couple hours there and come back. I think that's probably the the best way to do it. Yeah, but still, even getting down to like Tierra de Fuego is... Hard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd love to do that too. I think that's cool. As for every country, I would love to say that I've been to every country. And that's more what it is for me. It's more I want to be able to say that I did it than the actual desire to visit every country. And there are some countries that I just am not interested in going to. I mean, that's not a dig on them. It's just not something i'm really interested in i mean there's some countries that are dangerous first Mm -hmm. of all
1: um some countries that are either prohibitively difficult to get in or or expensive or whatever but but i don't think that's any reason not to try or not not to not to dream of it anyway all right well what you got uh my first one is kind of two I'm a big fan of UNESCO. Whenever I'm traveling, I like to find the UNESCO World Heritage Sites because Mm -hmm. I just think they're neat. And there are two treks or hikes that are on the UNESCO World Heritage list, and they're both pilgrimages. One is the Camino de Santiago in Spain, and the other one is called the uh, Kumano Kodo. It's in Japan. And each one has what they call a pilgrim's passport where you take this little passport and you get stamps along the way at each stop. And it's kind of a record of your journey, but you can get a dual passport that's for both. Hmm. And I think that completing both and being one of the few adventurers to do both treks would be really cool. Now, the Kamino is a lot longer. It's much longer. I think the Kumano Kodo takes like five or six days. It's not that long, but it's still very historic and it's very important in Japanese history. And it's beautiful. They're not hard. They're, neither one is physically strenuous. It's just a matter of getting there and doing it. It's, it's a matter of time, I think, really especially for the Camino.
0: Interesting. I, I need to look into more UNESCO sites because I don't, it's not something I think of, but I need to. Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, what constitutes UNESCO is broad. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Ayutthaya is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Oh, see, I didn't know that. And I think the Grand Canyon is too. Let's see. That kind of goes my next one, to raft to the Grand Canyon. Oh, cool. I've always wanted to do that. Get in there and just, you camp along the way, and it sounds fun. Like... That one's easily doable. I just need to do it. And for this one, the raft in the Grand Canyon also goes in with my desire to visit every national park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's in there.
1: Uh, they do keep adding new ones. I know, it's means... difficult. <laughs> you know, the, the National Park Passport is quite good because it has just blank spaces for you to put your stamps. Mm-hmm. Here in Thailand, the National Park Passport is really cool. It's actually probably cooler because each page has a picture of the the park, And some information about it. Problem is that when they add a new park, you got to get a new passport book here in Thailand. It's not just (laughs) blank pages like the US one. Alrighty, what you got? One of my big life goals is to do the trek to Mount Everest Base Camp in Nepal. Oh,
0: we we share one.
1: (laughs) Very cool, yeah. You are dealing with altitude. You are hiking quite a long way. I think it's a little bit expensive. But it's not unachievable, you know? It's not something that is going to be super, super dangerous. You know, you're not going to be running out of oxygen and needing to be rescued on this trip.
0: I mean, there's hotels along the way. And it's 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 still like a 14-day trip. Like yeah, it's just it like, is. It's like seven days out, seven days back. Right.
1: And you get to say that you've been to Mount Everest. I mean, I know people that have done it. It sounds awesome. I would love to do that. Like, that's one I'm hoping to do in the fairly near term, actually. Mm-hmm.
0: See, I have one. I have that, but I also have to summit Everest. I will never do it. But as a bucket list item, it's there. Okay, okay. I know I will never do it. And I have no real desire to do it. It's another one of those. I want to be able to say I did it. You know, there is something
1: alluring about Mount Everest. It is just something about conquering the tallest mountain.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's that it's still very dangerous, no matter how much technology we have. It's still very dangerous. There's no way to do it without on being on your feet and climbing up. Exactly. We have no, we have no technology to
1: get up there. We have to do it. Maybe that's what it is. You have to do it on your own mm-hmm. two feet. You know, if something goes wrong, you are completely alone. You can't get a helicopter up there. You can't rescue someone, no matter how much technology
0: we have. Mount Everest is something you physically have to do on your own. And it's not the most dangerous mountain. I think K2 is more dangerous than Mount Everest, and there's one I think more dangerous than that. It's, it's like third, so it's still obviously don't just go do it.
1: But. No, I mean, any, any place where they have to use like frozen corpses as way markers <laughs> is, is not a safe place, certainly. No. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. I don't really have any desire to summit it necessarily, so I didn't add that to my list, but definitely
0: base camp. I would walk to base camp, and I think that would be enough adventure for me. I want to see Everest. I want to be able to look up at it and just be like, holy crap. I just can't imagine how tall the
1: Himalayas must look. Because, I mean, if you're in Colorado and you look at the the Rockies, you're like, man, these are tall mountains. You know, they just tower over everything. I feel like looking at pictures of Salt Lake City or something, the Rockies look so big. But then you think about the Himalayas... And you got to imagine, like, compared to the Himalayas, the Rockies aren't that big. Like, how big must the Himalayas look towering over Nepal? You know, I can't imagine. It must be insane. And I want to see it so bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, here's, here's one that kind of goes back to one of our previous episodes with Kelly is the Galapagos mm-hmm. Islands
1: oh okay cool well if, if any of our listeners want to there are probably still spots on Kelly's big adventure you can sign up to mm-hmm. go with her so I'll, uh, I will link in the show notes but yeah the Galapagos Islands would be incredible just the, the amount of biodiversity
0: birds with different beaks yeah. <laughs> right the finches had different shaped beaks. They did. <laughs> Thanks, Darwin. Yep. I, I'm pretty sure
1: that his turtle is still alive too,
0: isn't it? Or did it die it like
1: two or three years ago? Is it still alive? Let me let me fact check that.
0: <laughs> I'm going to... See, I kind of... I want you to fact check it, but I also don't want you to because I want to like believe. Oh, okay. Well. It's dead.
1: So, okay. So Darwin's turtle was named Harriet. And she died in 2006, so actually kind of not super recently. I mean, which is still crazy, though. Right, yeah. Well, she lived for an estimated 255 years. Which is just nuts. She came from the Galapagos. She lived at the Australia Zoo under the care of the Irwins. How about that? Good good for them. Good, Good for the turtle. Anyway, so yeah, the Galapagos would be really, really cool. What would you like to do there? Just, like, take a cruise around, or what would you do... Can you dive in the Galapagos? I don't know. Maybe. Or you can. You can. Diving is great year-round in the Galapagos. Done. Most Galapagos scuba diving cruises will expect you to have completed at least 30 log dives and have gained your advanced open water qualification. Done and done. There you go. So yes, you can dive in the Galapagos. That would be cool.
0: That would be very cool.
1: Awesome. I like that you were inspired by one of our guests because mm-hmm. I was too. Uh, this was inspired by Robert. This was to hike into the wilderness and photograph the Northern Lights because we talked about that in the episode. And I never thought about actually going on a trip specifically to photograph the Northern Lights. I've always wanted to see them. You know, he was saying if you have the right uh, settings and stuff, you can even take pictures of them on your phone.
0: Yeah, you and can. so being
1: able to go out there and, and take a picture... Of the northern lights you know whether i don't care where it is whether it's in canada or norway or, or wherever i don't care um but i think it would be something cool to see and, and it, apparently it's quite elusive you kind of
0: have to you have to wait for it them is you have hard. to hunt them you have to wait for the forecast but i think it would be really rewarding people go to iceland and stay for a month just to mm-hmm. like pretty much make sure that they'll see them astrophotography is still the one
1: type of photography that we have to do in almost a very old-fashioned way. You know, back in the 1800s, it took like two minutes to take a picture. Now we can take a picture instantly. But at night... It's still long exposure, yeah. Yeah, it's still very long exposure. And so I think that would be such a cool adventure to kind of, you know, practice in patience, first of all. And just a fun adventure to like, I don't know, hike out into the wilderness, find a really dark sky spot, set up a mm-hmm. camp and spend the whole night taking pictures of the Northern Lights. I just think that would be so
0: cool. I have a friend, and I'll have to see if I can find the pictures that he took, but that's what he does. He goes out camping, and what he does is he goes out, and he sets up camp like way out off the beaten path and things like that, and he sets up his time lapse and just does a long-exposure time lapse so you can see all Mm. the stars just moving, and it's super cool. And he's like, it's really awesome, and I don't really have to do anything. (laughs) Because he sets it up before he goes to sleep, and then he wakes up, and he... And he has a cool... Yeah. <laughs> a cool thing. <laughs> oh, that's neat. That's that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. So that's something I've never tried my hand at. Astrophotography. I've never tried it. And it's hard, I hear. It's very yes. hard. But it would be super cool. And rewarding. And rewarding.
0: Well, that kind of goes with mine. Um, I have always wanted to visit the North and South Pole. It just sounds so cool. <laughs>
1: I, well hey when
0: you're when you're doing your continents, you can,
1: mm-hmm. you can uh just swing by on your way down to uh, swing by <laughs> when you're when
0: you're in the neighborhood of Antarctica. Just keep going. The stuff that really gets me is the stuff that a lot of people haven't done. You know what I mean? I mean Everest isn't a good example of that, but I mean of all the people in the world, most people haven't climbed Mount Everest. That's true. <laughs> or even seen it. So the things that get me are Things that people don't do very much. How would you like to get there? I mean, Sled Dog would be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Get the full experience. But in reality, probably Snowmobile. <laughs> Snowball that would still be fun. I wonder how long it would take to
1: get from like know. one of the, the bases where you would start to <laughs> the actual South Pole.
0: I have not done any research on this, and I don't even know <laughs> if it's possible. However... Do you have to be I mean, a scientist? It's, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be a scientist if you even go to Antarctica, but I mean people can go to Antarctica though. I mean you can. Yeah, you can. It's not easy or cheap, but or I could just rent a boat and just go. Yeah. <laughs> just just buy a little <laughs> boat in Argentina, just buy a little boat.
1: Even though a lot of countries claim slivers of it, it's still pretty much international territory. And you can Who's just kind of go. stop me.
0: Nobody. I know. <laughs> tiny chance of success, large chance of death, like you can't beat it <laughs> well that's what adventure is all about <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright well, okay so when when you go to South America to hit your continent we'll, we'll go to Argentina we'll buy a boat and then we'll just go straight down to Antarctica I don't know how far it is, probably pretty far we can do it, we can do it have strong arms I meant like a boat with a motor. I didn't mean like a (laughs) rowboat. Get a pedal boat. One of those swans with the pedals. Yeah,
1: we got it. We got this. My next one is completely the opposite. So your last one is very difficult and and quite a physical Mm. feat. This next one is completely the opposite of that. There are two trains in the world that I'd really like to take. Now, I didn't didn't list the Trans-Siberian Railway on here but i did list the the blue train and the green train and i'm going to talk about both of them separately cuz i would be happy to do either one the blue train is the world's like most luxurious train and it goes between cape town and pretoria and it is incredibly fancy and incredibly comfortable and it goes past some beautiful scenery some savannas and stuff and it's just an iconic travel experience on the other hand, there's the green train, which is also known as the ENO or the Eastern and Orient. And that goes between Bangkok and Singapore, which is, for me, a little bit easier. Tickets are like $3,000, mm-hmm. you know, which is crazy because normally if you want to take the train between Bangkok and Singapore, it, it maybe costs 50 to go, <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> in like a second class a second class compartment. But the uh, the green train, now I've seen it. I've seen it driving through the city a couple of times. It's also very, very fancy. It's got this, it's this kind of colonial style Train it goes very slowly. It's like a train cruise. I think the first night you stop in Kanchanaburi um, at the River Quay Bridge. You get out, you, you hang out there for a little while. The second night, I think you stop in somewhere in Malaysia. It takes like three nights, and eventually you end up in Singapore. But it's incredibly luxurious, super super fancy. Again, it goes very slowly, deliberately, so that you can really enjoy the scenery. I think there is a big uh, like a glass glass wall viewing car where you can just kind of sit and watch the jungle. Probably have like a gin and tonic. Like a, I mean, you know, yeah. wear your pith helmet probably. I don't know. That's the kind of feeling you get from it. But it looks so much fun. It, I would love to do the the green train
0: sometime. I like trains in general.
1: Yeah. Uh, expensive. That's the only thing holding me back from these. These are just price. Money. There's nothing physical about it. It's just sitting on a train. But both the blue train and the green train would be incredible experiences. I'm a big train guy, and those are kind of the top bucket
0: list train <laughs> train journeys for me the same thing for me, my next two, I have two more cause I'm kind of, I'm skipping some that are just like actually like readily attainable. Like I have backpack in the Alps, which would be super easy to do. I just need to do it. But the next two, like you, they're more money than they are anything mm. physical. One of them is to see things like the great pyramids or Machu Picchu, or like do the Inca trail, that kind of thing. It's just really expensive. The Inca Trail was my honorable mention. Yeah, it was on here. It, it just didn't fit into my five. And that's just money. Yeah. Especially going to like to the pyramids and things like that. It's, it's really expensive. Or like a Nile River cruise, which would be amazing.
1: Cool. My, uh, my next one is one that you and I have talked about. And this is also doable. This is really a matter of bravery rather than anything else. And this is to <laughs> ride the Mahong Son Loop, which is a beautiful road in Northern Thailand that is very famous with, uh, bikers, motorbikes, um, or bicycles. Um, I put here on motorbike or e-bike because regular bike, I don't think that would be very fun. It'd be very hard to go up the hills, electric bike. Yes. You just go up the hills, you know, and you pedal on the way down. That would be fine. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. going from village to village, just basically through these winding mountain roads up the jungle um, I just think it would be so cool to see it. It's one of my big items, and it's one of my dreams here in Thailand that is really not that hard. There's nothing holding me back except for really having somebody to go with me. Well, next time I'm there, let's, let's try and do it. Okay. Then, James, what you're going to have to do is get a motorbike license. Okay. I will, too.
0: It's easy here.
1: Yeah, it's easy here, too. And then maybe next time you come here, we'll do it. It'll take just a couple of days, maybe a week. And the scenery is just gorgeous up there. It's some of
0: the most beautiful mountainous parts of Thailand. Well, I've got my last one here, and that is to dive the Great Barrier Reef. That'd be Mm -hmm. so cool. That's, I mean, obviously I have a lot more. I have things like the Appalachian Trail and things like that, but it's pretty much for me, if there's an experience that I haven't done, I kind of want to do it. Like, so it's almost like the whole universe is a bucket list. So it's really hard to narrow down. Like, it if I really had to is. choose five off that list today, it would be very difficult. And even if I ended up not liking some of it, so what? Yeah, you still have an interesting experience as mm-hmm. you're doing it. I didn't like um, the Shanghai airport, but I got good stories about the Shanghai airport. Right. So no, I think I think that's cool. It's just you just got to have an open
1: mind and mm-hmm. and just go for it. I mean, I think the one thing that we learned from this is that the only thing holding us back really is money, and that's it is. <laughs> You know, that's something that even so, none of it is
0: horrifically prohibited. No. I mean, some of it's like physical fitness. Yeah. Like I would want to get in shape before some of these hikes.
1: Exactly. What I think it really comes down to is just if you really want to do something, it just takes effort. Whether that effort is saving for 10 years or training to become physically fit enough to do something. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's really unattainable. If you really, really want to do it, you probably can do it. um, Even if it takes a lot of time to prepare yourself, even like my, my green train. Okay.
0: If I saved $20 a week for three years, I could afford a ticket. So I think that's sort of the message for this one. Go for it. If you want to do something, go for it. Because I know we make a big deal about, you know, adventures don't have to be big. They don't have to be expensive, but they can be. And there's no harm in dreaming about those things. No,
1: not at all. And I think that anyone can do it. I mean, obviously there are limiting factors. It just might take some time, but it's doable, you know. It's time to move on to our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. And this week, my friend, it is your turn. It is. What
0: have you got for us? What have you discovered for us today? So this one is very interesting. And I think we may have found our calling. Oh. The Discovery Channel is launching a new adventure TV show. Not sure about the details. They haven't released too much. Okay. But the winning contestant, gets a trip to the International Space Station. Really? That's what it's saying. And wow. I would do it in a heartbeat. I know people that I was, I've was i talked to before saying, if you could go to space, would you? And yes. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the first space tourists of all of our species mm-hmm. of humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah, Just I would. Just
0: to be in space, done. Yeah, if only tickets didn't cost half a million dollars. So how do you enter this? It will take place in 2022, and the winner will get a seat on okay. Axiom Space's AX-2 mission and spend eight days aboard the International Space Station. Wow! There's an online application asking for a one-minute video and answers to a number of questions. So let's let's look into this. Okay. And we'll see. The TV show itself will be grueling with a series of extreme challenges. Uh-oh. Uh oh! We're already out. It's not like a sweepstakes. No, it's it's an actual like yeah it's like survivor but for space oh interesting well that's actually really cool though that's a cool that premise cool. for I, like show.
1: I would even go
0: up into orbit yes. you know how you can do those zero g flights up into like low earth i want to feel it i want to feel no gravity i don't know so if anyone wants to get in on that go sign up and yeah we will put the link in the show notes mm-hmm. as usual
1: well ladies and gentlemen Is the International Space Station your favorite local spot? Probably not. If it is, please let us know. (laughs) (laughs) But regardless, let us know what your favorite spot, your favorite local spot is. And again, you can send that to us on Instagram, hashtag AttemptAdventure, or send it to us via email, hello at AttemptAdventure.com. You can also find us on our website, www.AttemptAdventure.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube, we are attempt adventure on all of them and we're also on Twitter, Attempt Pod. Haven't done much there yet, but you can also you can find us there.
0: Yep. Yeah. make sure you follow us. We post episodes every week. Sometimes they're interviews. sometimes they're not. Sometimes you get to listen to our two sweet voices.
1: That's right. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like, give us a review. Maybe five stars. I don't Maybe. know. It's up to Hopefully you. Hopefully five stars. You can find us anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify,
0: Stitcher. I don't know. Podbean. Gotta always say, gotta always shout out Podbean. It's more of a hosting service than anything, but you, you can, can listen, listen to podcasts. Podcast through them. <laughs> and they host your favorite podcast, which is ours. That's right. Hey, does
1: anybody use any service other than Spotify and iTunes to listen to your podcasts? If you do, let us know, you weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks as always for listening today. We always appreciate it. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. We will be back next week with more for you guys. So stay tuned. And until then, keep adventuring.
0: It's a deal. I've never seen a glacier, so... Me neither. Well, I feel like I have, but it didn't look like I thought it would, so I was confused.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, there yeah. are no glaciers in Southeast Asia, so... Anymore. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, they used to uh, haul ice here. They used to haul icebergs here. They would just cover them in sawdust and hmm. in a big tugboat and bring them down here so that the King of Siam could have his ice
0: Which is just nuts. (laughs) How much power does one person have? We're like, hey, bring an iceberg to me. I think they
1: only did it like once and they were like, you know, this isn't really worth it. Let's just wait until refrigeration is invented.
0: (laughs) They they, they said that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man.